pick up any newspaper, watch cable news channels, surf internet news websites. It's all yesterday's news today. You need tomorrow's news today. You need Trends Vision 2020 now with Gerald Salente. Welcome to Trend Vision 2020, your money and your life. I'm Doug Grunther with the publisher of the Trends Journal and world-leading trend forecaster, Gerald Solente. On our podcast this evening, more tariff BS, fake news sabotage, and the great political tug of war, boomers versus millennials. Gerald, let's get rolling. What happened in the markets today? Well, uh, everybody's down except Hang Sang is hanging up a little higher. Gold move up and uh, Bitcoin's bouncing higher. Hmm. What happened? Dow drops more than 600 points, posts worst day since January as China trade war escalates. So China says it's going to put uh, tariffs on $60 billion worth of U.S. imports, which really, in, in reality, is very small. So volatility persists. But let's get this straight. Global stock markets have enjoyed their fourth best start of the year in nearly a half a century. Hmm. So what you're looking at when markets hit new highs, there's always pullbacks, sometimes a 5% correction. So remember what we also said in our trend alert about the markets and what to look for to see if they're going to go lower and the trade wars are real. Trend forecast, remember the golden rule. If trade wars were likely to significantly impact the global economy, the price of gold, the ultimate safe haven asset, would be rising. Well, guess what? It's not. It did. It did? Gold went up 13 bucks today. So is that a long-term it, trend or well, short Well, we gotta watch it now, and we gotta see what's going on. So if gold keeps moving up, then these trade wars are going to have some kind of an effect. But as I reported last week, U.S. trade deficit widens to $50 billion in March. So this tra it's not a trade war. The United States is way in the negative on global trade. It needs to be readjusted. And as we even said, Bernie Sanders is coming out and saying Trump's not tough enough on NAFTA or with China, and he's going after Biden for him having supported both of them. So if Bernie Sanders was coming out and saying we need it, I don't think the media would be attacking it as hard. Oil prices drop because they say the trade war is going to slow down things. But, of course, there's more tension over there in the Gulf. And Bitcoin. Bitcoin, our guy Cho got it wrong. Uh, Bitcoin hit almost $8,000 a coin. And they're saying it's looking as a safe haven asset. We'll see where it goes. But also very interesting Fidelity Investments plans to allow customers to buy and sell cryptocurrencies. Hmm. So we got a lot going on uh, on the markets. And again, what's going to be really important to look at, if things go down and the markets watch interest rates go down, although according to a CNBC survey, only 2% of CFOs, chief financial officers, indicated they think there's going to be a rate cut in the next year. We say there is going to be, particularly if these markets go down. Well, on that topic, um, uh, Asian, Asia Times, pretty good newspaper. Here's their headline today. So let's get behind it a little bit. Trump's tariff gambit threatens 2020 re-election. Politics in focus as world's biggest economies teeter on the brink of catastrophic trade <laughs> conflict. I don't see a catastrophic trade conflict. I believe it's going to be resolved. Remember, 
Trump put $200 billion worth of tariffs, right? Mm -hmm. They put $60 billion. I'm not good at math, but that's not, you know, right. one's, that's not that high. And again, there's going to be a lot of back and forth on this, but they have to redo this. Plus, if Trump obviously getting reelected is his number one priority, he'll do whatever it takes, including making a deal with China. The art of a deal. That's Trump's book. And again, as I mentioned, Bernie Sanders is saying Trump is, isn't tough enough. And the, you, know, you look at the stuff, too, and, the, and the, the things that come out in the media. From antiques to backpacks and Christmas lights, consumers will feel the pinch. This is the way the prostitute media puts it, the New York Times, because they hate Trump so much. And they go on to say all the things, toilet paper, art supplies, ceramic tiles, windshield, glass, blah, 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 blah. All the things that China's making cheaper. Well, hey, morons. <laughs> if we were making all that stuff over here like we used to, the people would have higher incomes. Could you get that in your head? So now they're saying we're going to feel a pinch. Yeah, because you got jobs at Walmart. You have jobs at, at Amazon. You got jobs in Slavelandia. That's why you can't, you're feeling a pinch. But the way they do it, they're disgusting, the propaganda that the New York Times is putting out because they hate Trump so much. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not like I like Trump. I just call it what it is. All right, well, let's go international because we have some more fake news, it looks like. I mean, we're not clear on this story, but the headline is two Saudi tankers suffered significant damage after being attacked. Now, uh, Saudi energy minister is saying that uh, this was clearly sabotage. They want to blame it on Iran. Meanwhile, there's no proof of who did what. And when we looked at photographs of the tankers, they look like the Staten Island Ferry. Yeah, I know. They're not that big, are they? What no. else do they have over there? Uh, just minutes before the sabotage was revealed, the U.S. Maritime Administration warned shippers to exercise caution. Oh, well, so they knew right before it happened, huh? All right, so now let's go back last week. New Iran threats lead to U.S. action. They had no proof of anything, but they're making claims. New threats from U.S. and Iran revive crisis. This is about, of course, the new sanctions the United States put on Iran. And I want to stay on the sanctions a bit. Because, you know, that deal was made with a nuclear deal that Iran would not increase its nuclear capability if the sanctions were lifted. The deal was agreed to, and Trump backed off it after it was underway. The Europeans come out and say, the European Union comes out and say, we take note with regret and concern of the decision by the United States not to extend waivers with regard to trade in oil with Iran. They said it to enable the continuation, they want to enable the continuation of le legitimate trade with Iran. So this is what they say, right? that they're, they're not, they don't like it. But then, because Iran says, look, if you're not going to back out of the deal like the like United States did, and you guys aren't going to sell us anything because they're not going to be allowed to with the United States sanctions, we're going to go back to building a nuclear weapon. So here's how they responded, the Europeans. The foreign ministers of Germany, France, Britain, and the European Union responded by issuing a statement in which they denounced Iran, quote, we urgently call upon Iran to comply fully with its obligations under the JCPOA, that's the act. The, the act that, we, as it, that we pulled out of. Right, and that they can't sell anything and buy anything to Iran and, and has done to date and refrain from in any escalatory steps. What hypocrisy. 
What hypocrisy? Everybody's allowed to back out of the deal, but when Iran says you backed out of the deal, now we're going to move ahead with our nuclear weapons, then you're the villain. All right. Well, it's not much better in Venezuela either. Uh, and by the way, you want to put some money on Who are we going to, uh, where was regime change going to start first, Iran or Venezuela? Well, it's already starting in both of them. Yeah. Where is it going to happen first is going to be the question of where, where war breaks out. Well, Venezuela is heating up because Guaido, who the United States is backing, has now officially asked the U.S. military uh, for help in planning for a military takeover. Well, it should work fine because, after all, every one of the Pentagon's and every United States military takeovers has just worked perfectly. How wonderful it is in Iraq. It's a beautiful day in Libya. I may go there for the next <laughs> vacation on the shores of Tripoli. It's great in Afghanistan. How about let's go to Somalia? Why not Sudan? You know, this Guaido, what a... It's disgusting. And they give this guy, still make him a credible person. He's a failure. The coup has failed. You're going to see more United States interference at a much worse level, just as they're building up with Iran. By the way, you know in our Trends Journal, that's why you subscribe to the Trends Journal at trendsjournal.com. We were the first to talk about this. It was one of our top trends for 2017. Market shock, mass murder. We warned about what was going on with, with Iran. And then in the November 2018 Trends Journal, we outlined what would happen in Venezuela. Those trends are perfectly on trend. All right. Well, here's another big story from the Trends Journal, which is about 5G. And here's a headline from today's New York Times. Russia wants U.S. to dread 5G cell phones, spreads dubious fears about health on TV. Going further into the story, United States intelligence agencies identified the network as a principal meddler in the 2016 election. Now it's leaking 5G signals to brain cancer, infertility, heart tumors, and Alzheimer's claims that lack scientific support. That's the New York Times saying that these health concerns about 5G lack scientific support. So Peter Tucci, who wrote our in-depth 5 G danger story must be a Russian agent, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no. And Brussels, didn't they just ban it? Oh, I guess they were uh, responsible too. Talk up that story again. By the way, I saw some Russian vodka down there in your kitchen. Yeah, I'm you're right. I got it down here. there. And, and it's one fact after another of the dangers of 5G. And there's, a, there's another line in this story that's worth looking at, and that is... Hundreds of blogs and websites appear to be picking up the network's 5G alarm, seldom, if ever, noting the Russian origins. Hey, <laughs> oh, who wrote this? William Broad? How about William Narrow? You freaky jerk! How dare you accuse us of being in bed with the Russians, you broad? Hey, maybe Broad's in bed. Yeah, this low-life piece of crap... And look at this stupid picture they put up here. <laughs> this stupid picture of nothing. You know why they put all these big pictures here? Because they don't have reporters. They have prostitutes who put out for their corporate Johns and Washington whoremasters. And the facts are right here. The facts are in your Trends Journal. And by the way, subscribe to the Trends Journal at trendsjournal.com. And if you have any questions or comments, send them to trendvision2020 at trendsresearch.com. 
because a lot's going on and we're on top of the trends and ahead of the news like nobody else. All right, well, let's go back to Europe. We understand their position on Iran. Well, they've got some important parliamentary vote, uh, elections coming up, Gerald. And here's a headline, hackers sow discord as vote looms in Europe. There's less than two weeks to go before a pivotal election. The New York Times story claims websites and social media accounts linked to Russia are spreading disinformation and encouraging distrust and in centrist parties that have governed for decades. That was Sunday. Today's Monday. Ru they will not stop on this let's hate Russia crap. The New York Times is nothing more than the toilet paper of record. It's only good to wipe up you know what. Because there's absolutely no proof. And let's go back. Oh, you know, the, my, the League, the Lega in, in Italy. Oh, yeah, they won that election uh, because it was the uh, Russians back then. Oh, yeah. And who else? Oh, the Five Star Movement. That's only been going on now for about 2007. Oh, and over there in Germany, the AFD Party, the Populist Party. I'm sure the Russians convinced the Germans what to do. Oh, well, over there in, uh, in Austria... Oh, yeah, the Austrians bow down to the Russians. Yeah, they have the, the Freedom Party. The populist parties are building because the people are disgusted with the establishment parties. End of story. Except, of course, in the United States. And it goes on to say over here that <laughs> while a pair of German political groups share servers used by Russian hackers who attacked the Democratic National Committee, it goes on. There is no proof that Russian hackers attacked the Democratic National Committee, according to the Mueller report, you morons. But they keep selling us hate. Despite online, online policing efforts by American technology companies, it remains far easier to spread false information than to stop it. You got it because you guys are spreading the false information and they're banning everyone everywhere from coming out against the establishment in a country near you. Well, here's what Singapore is doing about it, Gerald. Yeah. A new Singapore law will give the government the right to eliminate false news. In an effort to combat misinformation online, Singapore passed a law requiring Facebook, Google, Twitter, and other social media companies to issue quick corrections when users post items that the government deems false. Great. China, Singapore, U.S. Government deems false. How about Google? How about Facebook? How about Twitter? They're banning everybody. And, and it's no different. The government, it's one government. It's one big club. They do what they're told. Remember those congressional hearings? They all backed down and bowed down. It's disgusting what's going on. Free speech is dead. Well, here's some more. That's why, again, subscribe to the Trends Journal. The more subscribers we have, the more we can do. Trendsjournal.com. I know you're going to like this headline. And again, it's false news. The headline is... Men ordered not to look at women during Ramadan in Iran as hardliners tighten control amid nuclear deal route. Why is this suddenly a headline now? Is it because we were building up to a war with Iran? So we did a little research. According to the Pew Research Center, only 40% of Iranians think religious figures have every right to hold political office. But according to these headlines, we think that the entire country are a bunch of religious fanatics. I know. Makes it easier to go to war with them. You're not allowed to look at women during Ramadan. And guess what? In America, you're not allowed to look <laughs> at women all year long. 
Yeah, just to make it clear. <laughs> Go on. What else? All right. This is a uh, further um, expansion of a story we covered last week. Strikes by U.S. workers are outpacing the rate in 2018. Specifically, uh, so far this year, there have been 17 major strikes or lockouts involving almost a quarter of a million workers. Uh, more than half have been teachers, school employees, and grad students. People are starting to stand up and be counted. Again, that's what the populist movement. This is why people are angry, because all the money's going to the 1%. But I'll tell you what I'm against. I'm against public employees striking. Mm -hmm. We're paying their wages. You want to go out and work for a private company, that's fine. But you people, all your benefits and all everything else you're getting, you know, I don't want to pay any more. So if you don't want the job, don't take it. You're a public employee. So that's, I'm against that, but I'm for people striking on other issues. All right. In a surprise move, the Supreme Court will allow a lawsuit to go forward by an app store antitrust suit against Apple. It turns out that if you want an app for an Apple product, you have to go to their store and get hit with a 30% uh, fee just for using their store, and you can't buy it anywhere else. Well, this is going to be a big trend because this is going on with whether it's Warren, whether it's Bernie Sanders, one after another, a lot of the candidates in the presidential reality show are coming out against the monopolies, and this is going to be leading more into that. Well, speaking, let's get to the presidential reality show because we have a real tug of war emerging between the boomer generation and the millennials. Uh, boomers tend to be more a little more centrist, a little more towards the Joe Biden camp. The millennials are much more against capitalism, for socialism, and for Bernie Sanders. We have detailed how the Democratic National Committee stocks the deck every which way they can for Biden. Uh, it's going to be interesting how this is going to play out. Well, first of all, it's not capitalism anymore, as you well point out. It's, it's corporatism. corporatism. And, and secondly, there's going to be a big race here because it's going to depend who goes out to the polls because... The struggle is real. 62% of millennials live paycheck to paycheck, and just 38% feel financially stable. That's compared with 60% of Gen Xers and 53% of baby boomers who feel more stable. So this is going to be a big campaign issue, no question about it. The election is going to depend on who turns up in the polls. And also... Again, who gets out the message? Because one message is the economy's never been better, and that should favor Trump. And yet you read these statistics that show millennials in particular, they know they're getting screwed by the system. And how this plays out in 2020 is going to be fascinating. Yeah, but again, what you have to look at the facts behind it, too. The, the economy's doing better now than it has been done in a, in a long time. So compared to what it used to be, it's better. And as I keep saying... He's going to play that Trump card, and there's no wilder card than the Trump card. Is that the Joker? <laughs> <laughs> That's all the time we have for today. Join us tomorrow for more Trend Vision 2020.